Hey, everybody. <laughs> We're back. Yay. Yay. Hello. Yay. Uh, it's Brendan. We got Austin. We got Ryan. Hi. We're Ryan. <laughs> That was horrible. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Literally the I've been drinking thing. this iced tea all night. Yeah. It was a hard iced tea? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah it's, a, it's not your mother's it's sugary, iced tea. though. Oh, it's, it says right there. It's 5.2. Oh, I thought it was higher. Oh, oh the root beer is like 9 or something. Or oh, 8. Man. Or 12. I'd like just, a 12. <laughs> could you list more numbers, Ryan? <laughs> just, just list numbers if you could. <laughs> just for the next hour and a half. 12. Yeah, 12, 5, 17. 3, <laughs> Partial of 14. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> That's why the FBI is. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, are you aware that this girl is 14? <laughs> no, I drove 1,200 miles to fuck a 16-year-old. <laughs> uh, we're off to a good start here. Oh, uh, I guess. <laughs> and Alexa heard that now, so now. I guess we're doing inappropriate <laughs> jokes. I'm, I'm sure you probably, I probably, I may have heard this from you, Ryan. Uh, it was, um. Um, so a pedophile and a uh, <laughs> yep, you've heard that. From yeah, me. <laughs> a pedophile and a kid walk into the woods and, and, and in the woods at night, and the kid goes, uh, "Mister, aren't you? It's real dark out here. Aren't you afraid?" And he goes, or he's like, "I'm really afraid." He's like, "You're afraid." I gotta walk out of here alone. <laughs> <laughs> I butchered it, but you get the idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I love, I love that, that joke. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Well, we're back, and, and what do we do? We could write to pedo jokes. But yeah, of course. I mean, it's this is America. <laughs> Austin, you like money, don't you? I love it. You, you you've been clamoring us for us to have advertisers, right? Yes, please sponsors. We 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 couldn't lock down the the uh, elusive e fucked. I feel like you, you you're the one who needs Let to me talk relationship. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll of all people, I, th- I know, I know the guy. I'm, I'm confident in your abilities. His name's Darren. So I went <laughs> ahead and I got a sponsors. <gasps> okay. <clears throat> Yay. So uh, we'll start off today. But we have three sponsors today. Uh, so we'll start off uh, <clears throat> by talking about our first one. Um, this episode of eBasement is brought to you by Feeling Hungry, the daily meal delivery service consisting entirely of goulash. <laughs> Sounds pretty boring and repetitive, right? Maybe, but this is our fucking angle, okay? Examples of what customers can expect include beef goulash, lamb goulash, and on the lighter side, chicken goulash. Mm. We pretty much rotate these in twice a week, and then on the seventh day, we'll surprise you with one of those three again. Get your first meal on us uh, by going to feelinghungry.com and typing in the promo code Teddy's Peanut Butter. That's promo, <laughs> co- promo code Teddy's Peanut Butter. Is this real? Uh, sure, why not? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the next one? <laughs> Not into, we're just gonna rattle off sponsors. All right, so we'll do uh, we'll do another spot and we'll save the other one for the end because uh, just you know just to tease everybody. Um, all right, so um, this episode of E Basement is brought to you by um, is brought to you by the Bunker Defunker. Uh, in today's world of perpetual imminent nuclear war, underground bunkers are back in style. But if you're going to be sealed in an airtight room with a guy who looks like John Goodman from The Big Lebowski and nothing but canned beans to eat, you're going to have to decide between nuclear fallout and a friendly gas attack. <laughs> Bunker to Funker's pat, uh, patented filtered fan technology will keep you, uh, you res- your recirculating air fresh until it's safe to come out and rebuild civilization. Get 20% off your purchase by going to bu- uh, funkybunker.com and typing in the promo code FUNKEBASEMENT. That's FUNK, the letter E, BASEMENT, at checkout. 
Those are some of our sponsors. I okay. like it. <laughs> those would be, yes. I thought <laughs> the, the, we would have dessert first tonight. Those aren't the sponsors we want, but they're the sponsors we deserve. <laughs> we do deserve that. So, uh, we primarily got together today just because uh, I've had a, a growing list of two Trumps and a lie that yeah. we're going we're to run through. If we have time, we'll, we'll talk about some other stuff, what's going on. But Fudge it. <clears throat> let's play a fun little game, guys. Who's been paying attention to the news and the, and the, and the chaos that is, our, uh, that is the American lifestyle? I, uh, I'm not raising my hand because I'm not... <laughs> Good. It's safer that way. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I immediately I just watch whatever Trump says and then I check Twitter stock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, we'll start. With so you guys were aware we had a few hurricanes, right? Uh, we we did. I mean, uh, we didn't, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I like to think of the U.S. as one homogenous country. Sure, we're all in it together. Sure, we are. <laughs> we're all a bunch of homos. Yeah. <laughs> Homogeneous. <laughs> Homogeneous. Uh, so, all right. So, this one um, is under the category of hurricane punditry. <clears throat> so, these are people who are uh, uh, who decide to put their opinion in about what the meaning, or uh, you know, just in regards to the hurricane that they offer their opinion on, just you know, their perspective. So, okay. Uh, so, the, the the point of this game is I'm going to read um, three things, two of which actually happened, one of which I made up. <clears throat> They're going to have to guess which ones I made up. So uh, we'll start off with, uh, so these are quotes, okay? This first quote uh, from Kirk Cameron. Okay, remember Kirk Cameron? Mm-mm. Star of um, that show? Yeah. On, that, yeah. on the network? Yeah. What was the fucking... Yeah, man? shit. What was the name <clears throat> of that show? Wait, wait. Wasn't that Growing Pains? He was yeah, there you go. Yeah, growing, growing Pains. pains yeah. But he's like a super duper Christian now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So he said, uh, okay, uh, number one, uh, Kirk Cameron. One thing we know about hurricanes and all weather is that this is not Mother Nature in a bad mood. This is a spectacular display of God's immense power. Hmm. Number two, uh, was this said by Rush Limbaugh? In yet another example of liberal hypocrisy, how is it that Democrats say we don't have the money for the border wall? It's too expensive. A, w- a waste, they say. But we'll have billions to pay a bunch of Mexicans to rebuild other structures in Texas for the next decade. Or number three, did Ann Coulter say, I don't believe Hurricane Harvey is God's punishment for Houston electing a lesbian mayor, but that is, uh, but that is more credible than climate change. Two is the lie. I'm going to say three is a lie. It's just too perfect. Ryan is correct. I fucking got one, finally. All the games that we've done. (laughs) Oh, there's some tougher ones. Oh, I can't wait. I I can go to bed happy now tonight, (laughs) knowing that I got one. This is a very tough game. There's a lot more hurricane-centric ones. Because because part of the issue is uh, we've had a long layover um, for people who, if anyone's still listening. Um, But... (laughs) Part of that long layover, it was also during a time where um, I guess his staff tried to really do what they can to limit his public appearances. Mm. I mean, he said crazy shit on Twitter, but like him talking in public is where you get the gold. Mm. Um, and it's also people reacting to the people, the shit he says. <clears throat> so um, there really wasn't a lot of material. And then with the hurricanes, he's been out. He's been meeting people. He's been pressing the flesh. He's yeah. having press conferences. It's just a lot of a lot of crazy shit coming. Throwing out. toilet paper rolls. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a good one. <laughs> Did you see somebody put together a a, a, a gif of like uh, 
It was like a guy just like shooting free throws, but they replaced it with the back of Trump's head and they replaced the basketball with with like paper towels. <laughs> so it's just like throwing paper towels in a basketball hoop. I got a sensible chuckle out of that. That's going to be on his Wikipedia page when it, <laughs> oh, in the well, future that, yeah. when they yeah. talk about presidencies. That's crazy to think about, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's the future. I don't, feel, and that's the crazy part. If that is, and I'm not, I'm not even discounting that. The fact that that would be a notable part of his presidency, though, it should be embarrassing. Kind of says where we're at. That that's like, hey, remember the time he threw the thing? Like, not the time he like perpetually provoked nuclear war. You think maybe that might be more of the issue? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, so <laughs> this is about. Uh, it's a Hurricane Harvey. So Harvey was the one that hit Houston. Your friend Harvey. <laughs> Harvey. <laughs> All right. So number one. Uh, so which one of these is true? Uh, some of them are scenarios. Some of them are quotes. Okay. All right. Number one. When visiting Houston in the aftermath, Trump exited a firehouse serving as a local command center and saw a large group of volunteers. He grabbed a microphone to speak to the crowd. And instead of thanking them for helping in the efforts, he remarked on the size of the crowd as though they were there to see him. Okay. Number two, uh, when asked what message he wanted to send to those in Houston before the hurricane, he simply said, good luck, and then walked into a helicopter to go to his golf course in New Jersey for the weekend. (laughs) Number three, uh, when asked how the recovery efforts were going, Trump said, everyone here is doing a fantastic, amazing job. We have the best people here in Texas, and some say the recovery could take half the time originally thought. The whole country is watching at home in ratings. The ratings must be setting records for coverage, even for the fake news. But I've been watching, and i got to tell you, the coverage has not been that bad. That last one is real. Okay. I'm actually going to say the? number three is the lie. Austin, what do you think? What was the first one again? First one is uh, when he saw the group of volunteers and... Um, he grabbed the microphone and said, like, oh, he remarked on how big the crowd was as though they were here to see him. I'm going to say that one's a lie. And so which one did you say was a lie, Ryan? Three. Ryan is on fire. Oh, oh, man. I don't think I've ever guessed correctly at no, this No, no, you've done better. Yeah, you've, you've generally done better yeah, than Ryan. You've, you've beaten me every time. <laughs> yeah. Literally wow. every time. Okay. All right. <laughs> so move, moving on to new um, to another hurricane, Hurricane Irma. This is the one that hit Florida. Mm. So uh, number one, uh, Hurricane uh, Trump said Hurricane Irma quote looks like it could be something that will be not good. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that President Trump or Carl Bertana Nadaluski? <laughs> could be, uh, could be uh, not good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe you should get out of the tropics. I'm looking at this map and uh, it's not good. <laughs> it's not looking good. There's a lot me. of hooters down there. <laughs> They're going to have to rebuild. Wait, you're uh, Dusty Gazongas. (laughs) All right, number two. Uh, As Hurricane Irma approached Florida, FEMA staff had trouble keeping Trump's attention on the overall impact of Florida and the Southeast because he kept asking about how the storm would impact Palm Beach, home of Trump's favorite resort, (laughs) Mar-a-Lago. And number three, asked about the intensity of of, uh, Hurricane Irma uh, that affected most of Florida, Trump marveled, I never even knew a Category 5 existed. Oh, fuck. So. You weren't kidding. Is this looks like it could be something that will be not good. Uh, Trump didn't care about what was happening because all he cared about is how his resort was going uh, to get impacted. And uh, number three is he had no idea there was a, such a thing as a Category 5 hurricane. <clears throat> I'm going to say the Category 5 hurricane is, is not real. I'm going, I agree. 
you are both wrong. Oh no, the streak has ended. <laughs> the, the 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 one about the uh, him paying attention to Palm Beach. Ah, uh, it could have happened. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I just. Was. I'm glad the not good is real though. I like it. That's my oh favorite. yeah, totally. <laughs> Looks like it could be not good. It could be, uh, you know, it's, uh, so not good. The recovery efforts in Puerto Rico have been uh, very. I use the term again, fertile ground for uh, uh, Trump and, and Gaff. So uh, we got two two sections <clears throat> involving Puerto Rico. All right. So uh, this is on Puerto R- uh, Trump and then Puerto Rico and the, the challenges of recovery. So, and these are all going to be straight quotes. Okay. So number one, the loss of life. It's always tragic, but it's been incredible. The results that we've had res- with respect to loss of life, people can't believe how successful that has been, relatively speaking. Hard to follow. I repeat it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number two, this is an island surrounded by water. Big water. Ocean water. Number three, once you guys rebuild, you'll really be able to put together something fantastic. Great buildings, tremendous infrastructure. You may look back and say, this actually, when you think about it, was a good thing. A oh, great opportunity. Jesus Christ. <laughs> This is this. Uh, see, and I know the last time we played this game, I really hope that one's real. Yeah, <laughs> the last time we played this, I was like, the the hardest part about this is like, fuck, two of those <laughs> actually happened. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the problem. Oh. That's where we're at as a society. Okay. All right. So, um, again, the loss of life—it's always tragic, but it's been incredible. The results we've had with respect to loss of life, people can't believe how successful that has been, relatively speaking. Number two, this is an island surrounded by water, big water, ocean water. And the last one, once you guys rebuild, we'll really be able to put together something fantastic. Great buildings, tremendous infrastructure. You may look back and say, this actually, when you think about it, was a good thing. A great opportunity. I'm going to say that one's not real. So you're saying number three. Yes, although I sincerely hope it is real. Okay. Oh, Ryan. I say number one. Austin gets this one. Oh, man. That's a shame. Oh, it really is. All right. Because, again, it was. it's just like, look, there's no... Come on. There's, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I really thought real. the, the, the tough one to follow was the one where he's like, it's been traffic. It's really been incredible, the results with the loss of life. I mean... <laughs> Not the word I'd use. It was like kind of like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> what? It's really been incredible. Like, yeah, whatever. So, all right. Um, it doesn't so, matter. No, it doesn't so matter. Trump, when he got down to Puerto Rico initially, had a press conference. Okay. Um, with like local first responders there under a tent in the thing. He's sitting with a with a little poncho and his forty five hat that he's fucking selling and making <laughs> money on while he's president. Um, and was able to talk freely amongst people who are possibly competent and kind of know what's going on with the situation. So this, you could not fake that he did not know what he was talking about. <laughs> All right. So uh, the, again, these are three direct quotes. Uh, so the first one, maybe Puerto Rico will vote for me in the next election. Texas and Florida went for me in huge margins. Totals nobody expected. Maybe you would have, uh, maybe you would have, would have had better luck if you voted like them. Please tell me that one's fake. Number two, hate to tell you, Puerto Rico, but you've thrown our budget out of whack. That's real. 
Number three, this is Trump saying this to uh, uh, an official, uh, um, an official, a Puerto Rican official, basically. Um, so what's your death count? 16? You can be very proud. Only 16 instead of thousands in <laughs> Katrina. <laughs> that one is real. Yeah. I'm going to say number real. one. I'm going to say number two. Ryan gets this one. Boom. <laughs> Back yeah. on. The, the, the what's your death count? 16? You can be very proud. Yes. I was like... What the? F- what are you? What doing? fucked up timeline are we living in that this is happening? What the fuck is this? Yeah, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I know. All right, so uh, Trump has a, a nice little obsession with uh, weapons and military might and everything else. So this is, uh, but, um, and he's obviously had some issues with uh, some Twitter tiffs and everything, and, and all the stuff with North Korea. So uh, these three um, entries are about. Military. Ooh. Okay. Okay. All right. So, number one. According to sources within the White House, after being notified that North Korea had successfully tested a missile with the capability of reaching California, Trump requested that his son-in-law and advisor, Jared Kushner, sit in on additional briefings in the Situation Room and fill in Trump later because Trump was too focused on his feud with the NFL over the national anthem. (laughs) Number two, Trump at, Port, at a Puerto Rico military briefing. Quote, amazing job. So amazing, we are ordering hundreds of millions of dollars of new airplanes for the Air Force, especially the F-35. You like the F-35? You can't see it. You literally can't see it. It's hard to, fi- hard to fight a plane you can't see. It's an expensive plane you can't see. As you heard, we cut the price very substantially, something that other administrations would, have, uh, would ne- have, never have done. That I can tell you. Number three. At a photo op with the French Prime Minister, Trump uh, said that his team was looking into celebrating next 4th of July with a parade of tanks and other military equipment on Pennsylvania Avenue as a show of America's strength. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, All three of these should send you into a pit of despair. Yeah. Only two of them are legitimately should send you into a pit of despair. The third one, you can at least try and look at it like it's a positive thing, so I'm going to go with that one. As being fake? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's that's my guess too. Number three. You are both wrong. Fuck. He legitimately. Okay, so we're actually like, getting that next. Like year. Kim Jong Un. <laughs> like fucking yeah. dictators. Yeah. I'm just gonna roll tanks down Pennsylvania Avenue. Why? <laughs> I just because people know how mighty we are. Like I. Yeah. Nobody everyone, knows that, right? I think everyone understands. <laughs> we we got to reestablish any country that the, all yeah. currencies are based on us. <laughs> yeah, the only country to, to, to you know. <laughs> Literally all other currencies are monopoly money, but we need to we need to fucking establish our power. Yeah, naturally. It's it's hey, what are you gonna do? (laughs) Goddamn stupid. (laughs) All right. So as you guys may or may not know. (laughs) My Swedish friend works at a Swedish bank. I'm like, oh that's cute. Your monopoly money. <laughs> your, your crowns. <laughs> Do you want to change? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't need chocolate. <laughs> so if if their currency is called crowns, or like the coins called like jewels. I'm sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> if this weren't your own place, I'd ask you to leave. Yeah, no, you can still ask me to leave. It's fine. It's I'd understand. All right, we have two more. All right. So you guys probably know Kid Rock is flirting with a potential run for the Senate, right? Oh, yeah. yeah that's, uh, things going back and forth. We don't really know if it's true, if he's just doing whatever. 
but he's a super make America great again guy. Okay. Um, he's been flirting with it, then he denies it, and then he does other things that make you think he is, and then he denies it, and then whatever. So, um, not too long ago, he put out a long blog post because um, <clears throat> apparently there have been a few people that were, um, let's say, not generous and kind to him regarding his uh, potential of being a politician. So in this uh, long blog co- post, uh, here's three things, one of which didn't actually wasn't contained in the blog post. So number one, uh, he referred to a director of a local political organization who was critical of his frequent use of the Confederate flag in the past as a, quote, piece of shit criminal and urged people to Google his name. Number two, if he didn't win the Republican nomination, he pledged to run as an independent under the Motor City Party, a reference to his hometown Detroit. <laughs> And number three, he ended the post in all caps with an exclamation, quote, I love black people. <laughs> that has to what be What was the real. first one? Um, that has to be real. He referred to a director of a local political organization who was critical of his u- frequent use of the Confederate flag in the past as a, quote, piece of shit criminal and urged people to Google his name. Well, I know Kid Rock uh, was a rich kid, so I doubt he was ever a criminal. No, he's referring to the direct this other this person oh, who was critical of okay. him. He referred to him as a piece of shit criminal and said, "Google this guy's name." Could be real. I'm gonna go with uh, B. So you're saying he's not gonna run under the Motor City Party? No. Rayon. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say one, or A. If we're gonna if we're gonna switch over to that. I've been doing a one, two, three, but I know what you mean. Austin gets this one. Ooh. <clears throat> he is not going to run under the Motor the City. The only person who can run under the Motor City party is RoboCop. Really? That, <laughs> <laughs> did, I, oh, did I show you the new shirt that I got? No. It's a shirt that says, uh, it says remember when RoboCop shot that Oh, you dick. fucking meme lord. I already yeah. saw that on Reddit. Yeah, take piece that. Piece of shit. I got a sticker that says it in here, too makes me happy <laughs> i wake up every morning and i look at it it gets me ready well it i was i was up late i was drinking i was up late uh it was like one o'clock in the morning i was sitting on the toilet i was just like scrolling through reddit on my ipad <laughs> and i was just giggling my ass off because i saw somebody took a photo with peter weller with a shirt that said remember when robocop shot that dude in the dick and i'm like where the fuck can i get one of those <laughs> oh my god i gotta have, and i'm just like she could she was asleep but if she was awake she could vouch you know, <laughs> I was literally sitting on the toilet, <laughs> shitting, and at the same time going. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, shit, that's a shirt. I'm buying it. So, yeah. Worth it. Yeah. I would also think that Ted Nugent's the only person that could uh, that could run under the under the Motor City party. Is he from Detroit? Well, Motor City Madman. Motor Man. City Madman. I never heard that. I don't know anything yeah, about Ted Nugent, yeah. really. Or or Kiss, any member of Kiss. Because well, Detroit the, Rock City. Detroit was. Even though they're from fucking New York, so that makes no sense. But anyway. <laughs> I'm sure there was a unique business opportunity in Detroit at the time. <laughs> Cobo Hall. Uh, yeah. yeah well. we, uh, we, we, we patented the phrase Detroit Rock City. You owe us $5,000. <laughs> yeah, Detroit owes us 80%. <laughs> That's right, Detroit. It's <laughs> my Paul Stanley impression. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is like, oh yeah. You just end it with going, come on, people. You know, whatever. Anyway, it sounds like a sassy Tracy Morgan, it, right? <laughs> it's like, it's like a white Tracy Morgan. That, that's yeah. Hey everybody, <laughs> hey everybody. <laughs> I need y'all to sing Liz Lemon. 
30 Rock reference number two of the day. All right. I don't watch 30 Rock. It's well, a great show. It really is. If you love 30 Rock, you should watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. It is the continuation of that So t- ten, tenor of joke. I've, I've watched, yeah, I've watched a few episodes of it, and uh, I, uh, I did like it. I just haven't done the rest of the series yet. Die a horrible death. How I know. I'm a, I'm a bag of shit. But as I, I, love, as uh, I also mentioned, I'm, on, I'm still only on season three of Kirby Enthusiasm, so I, well, just, I deserve to die as well. Uh, clearly. Yeah. Clearly. Hang out in there. <laughs> oh, my God. He watches during work. He just watches like... That's <laughs> all he watches. Yeah. It's, it's Curb and Seinfeld. Seinfeld. That's it. It's Curb. But, yeah. No, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, but, you know. Well, you know. <laughs> it's probably the greatest line of that whole show. It really like, is. They thought we were getting... Not that there's anything uh, wrong with that. that. <laughs> All right, guys. We got, we got one more left. Oh, darn it. Did I guys, hate when this is did over. Did you guys hear about uh, the Sheriff Joe Arpaio? No. So the Sheriff Joe is the sheriff of Maricopa County, which is in Arizona. And he has been famous, sort of, um, for being crazy anti-immigrant. Uh, like he set up like checkpoints um, <laughs> where normally you check people to see if they were drunk. Yeah. He just basically, they would just try to check to see if they're show me your papers, basically. <laughs> papers, please. And they no would go, ticket. <laughs> and like it would to the point he goes, no, we just, we only ask ID if we suspect there might be an illegal immigrant. Like, so what's your criteria? You know, Beaners. Just, just we suspect it. <laughs> <laughs> And then people go, so basically you're just harassing Hispanic people. Yeah. <laughs> but no one else. No, no, just if we suspect they're illegal immigrants. Like, what's your criteria? If we think they're illegal immigrants. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to what I said before, you're basically just harassing Hispanic people, right? It. Maricopa yeah. County, it's not like going to be like, hey, that guy looks Russian. Yeah, no. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's like all these border states and like, oh, look at all these Mexicans, they're probably illegal. There could be quite a few legitimate ones. Yeah. But anyhow, so like the federal government, like he's been held in contempt and like he was actually charged of a federal crime um, for uh, contempt of court or, or something like that. Because basically he was told by a federal judge, you need to stop. Wow. <clears throat> and he said, no. And just kept doing it. Mm-hmm. And so eventually he was actually going to prison. Balls on this guy. He was a sheriff who was going to prison. He really fucking hates Mexicans. <laughs> like, really? Hates. <laughs> and there is a, there's a uh, without going too far off kilt, there is a weird threat. It's something like parallel to like white supremacist, mm. um, the like armed militia movement people, where yeah. there's actually a belief. This is like kind of like what you guys heard about the, um, not Ted Bundy. Um, <laughs> Clive and Bundy, Clive and Bundy, the, okay. the guy up Nevada rancher where there was that standoff with the the federal agents. Yeah, about, like, like they they took over like a building or something like that. No, or the, was that? Oh yes, else? that was that was that was the secondary part. This was okay. like that was like the that was like the ripple effect of the oh, initial Jesus. thing. Okay, but effectively, Clive and Bundy was uh, was a rancher out in Nevada, and there's this federal land that you can your 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 sheep or your cows can graze on. You just pay a fee, and it's like it's land anyone can use. You just pay a fee, and that's how we manage the land. And he just goes, no, but I don't recognize your ability to own land, basically, as the federal government. And so, and so this went on for like 20 years. And eventually they're like, you need to, you know, like, if you go on there again without following the rules and paying the back fees that you've been owed, you will be arrested and your, your, your cows will be confiscated, will be taken. And he was like, no, you won't. 
And so a bunch of guys with guns who apparently don't think that the federal government really um, represents them or has any jurisdiction over them decide to show up and point long barrel guns and at federal agents. No one, none of them went to prison over this. <laughs> of course, you know, there's no, no such thing as, 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 as white, like the white supremacy is what we talk about. Uh. So... So that's what happens, but like, so there was this big escalation, and then they didn't do anything. It was like kind of a, and then a little bit later, that's when they sort of took over that uh, building, which is like the Bureau of Land Management, which was really funny because it's Bureau of Land Management, which is BLM, mm -hmm. which is the same acronym ah, as yeah. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> so they took over this whole thing, like, we're not leaving until basically you, you basically, like, effectively secede to our demands. And I'm like, what? You're, you're holed up in a fucking office building. Yeah. Like a small building. Like not even a big office building. Like a small one-story building. Yeah. You're holed up in there. We can wait forever. Like whatever. And so the whole thing is they did want it, this to turn into a fucking Waco. Like that's always the biggest issue. They didn't want to turn mm -hmm. into a big shooting thing or whatever. So that's what – that's the Bundy guy. Uh, so part okay. of that whole deal is there is a line of people who think that the federal government's kind of not legitimate – and that the true highest law in the land, like that the highest person in terms of like being able to dictate what is and is not illegal is sheriffs. So Republicans. Sounds <laughs> fucking batty as shit, but there are, they call it the constitutional sheriff uh, movement. Basically that like if the sheriff is like, he's in charge of law enforcement of your area and it's supposed to be locally managed. So if your sheriff says, that's fucked up for our area, then that's fucked up. But yep. if the federal government says you can't do something, and the sheriff is like, no, I think you can, sheriff wins. Like, that's not how it actually works, but there's a group of all white people who think that this is how basically our, our, our sort of law enforcement system should be organized. White people so, suck sometimes. Like, there's some batty Jesus. fucking people that have just been, I basically you know? have been sitting quietly in the Midwest. For a while, and like yeah. in Wyoming, but the federal government, and then they has. got online with, and then Gamergate happened, and it's got fucking all. Yeah, over. way bigger guns though. They're the sheriff. <laughs> they have like jets, right? And their yeah. their point is that so that's probably why they're the big dick, as opposed to the sheriff. <laughs> well, these <pe> <laughs> it just pokes a hole in the theory. I'm just saying, well, because they'd be other. Yeah, like I mean, if it came down also, to your sheriff versus the federal government, the federal government's going to beat the shit out of you. Well, yes, that you could say that's that's force of will, but they're saying morally that he should be. I, it's it's kind of undermined by the laws that are <laughs> uh, that operate this country. So mm. it's it's a baddie fucking movement. It is. But basically, so Joe Arpaio was like the poster boy of this constitutional sheriff movement. So he was actually going to prison for contempt, and Donald Trump pardoned him. Oh my God. Like, pardon power is something that, like, as we've, you know, you come to learn more as you read more about it, is like, it's really, there's no, there's no checks or balances. It really, what it's supposed to be is there's supposed to be at least some element of, like, political pressure, which Trump does not seem to recognize or, or, or register. Yeah. So the whole idea is, like, the president can pardon anyone he wants for a federal crime, but you, the, the general understanding is, like, well, no one's just going to use this to pardon, like, people like the idea is it's supposed to be this person was charged with a crime but i feel either the the justice system did not something was broken in their trial or whatever they didn't get a fair trial or they were punished harshly but really in hindsight they should not have been punished that hardly harshly and part of the terms of a pardon 
is you actually to, you have to accept the pardon. Yeah. To accept the pardon is you actually have to admit you are guilty mm-hmm. and say, yes, I am guilty and I accept the pardon. And the whole time, Joel probably was like, I didn't do anything wrong. And so it's kind of like a weird thing of like, is he, if he accepts the pardon, he has to admit guilt. Yeah. But then again, we live in batshit times. So he'd <laughs> just be like, yeah, I accept your pardon. Yeah, I'm guilty. I didn't really do it. Yeah, nothing's wrong. But I take your pardon. Like, so we're, we're just in a, we're just in a weird batty time where we're kind of understanding how like a lot of laws and a lot of like our society was based on good faith. And we have a guy who's the president who has a lot of power who does not operate in good faith. <laughs> and we kind of find out like, he can't do that. And you're like, yeah. no, he kind of technically can. Mm. What? Like, oh, well, the, the Congress is supposed to keep him in check. I'm like, oh, well, well we're fucking done then. Yeah. <laughs> they aren't doing anything. So Joe, Ar- so, and what's also crazy is Joe Arpaio, historically how a pardon works is basically you are in prison and you served a basic time and effectively you are coming in to say, you've served your time, you're free to go. Mm-hmm. Like a bit, basically interceding and saying you're free to go based on extreme circumstances. Joe Arpaio was going to prison for six months and wasn't, hadn't even gone to jail yet. Like he hadn't even been like, like he'd been sentenced, but he hadn't even been like processed and he just preemptively pardoned him. And like, this is, this is weird. This is wrong. But so what I've also found oh, is like, fuck. not a lot of people know about Joe Arpaio. So I figured I'd, I'd throw in some teach, uh, throw in some facts about Joe Arpaio. Oh, fun. I how much learning. of a truly bag of shit he is. Um, all right. So here's three scenarios. One of which didn't happen. Two of which did. All right. Number one, uh, Joe Arpaio had a outdoor detention facility referred to as quote, tent city that he favorably compared to a concentration camp due to the grueling conditions. Multiple prisoners have died while incarcerated due to, due to lack of basic medical care and being deliberately, deliberately deprived of food and or water. Number two, Arpaio had a SWAT team perform a raid on the suspicion of there being illegal weapons in a particular house. The SWAT team ended up storming the wrong house, causing a fire to break out and letting the house burn down. When the family's new puppy tried to run out of the blaze, deputies used a fire extinguisher to keep the dog in the burning house, resulting in the puppy being burned alive. While one of the owners cried over the gruel, gruesome, gruesome death of her dog, Arpaio laughed at her. Number three. He staged an assassination plot against himself for publicity, and his deputies helped frame, uh, helped frame someone for it. The guy they framed spent four years in jail until he was finally exonerated, ultimately suing the county and awarded over $1 million. Which of these three things is not true? I feel like you're trying to trick us with this one. There is a little trickery. Probably not what you're thinking, but there is some trickery in that... All I really hope true. the second one is not true. I, yeah, I'm gonna go with B. I, I, I'm gonna go with B because yeah, I really don't. Just because I really want to believe that that didn't yeah, happen. Yeah, I really please please let number two. So you guys are technically correct. Oh, okay. God. Here's the twist. Oh Jesus! Everything about that was true, except the fact it wasn't Arpaio who laughed at the owner. It was his deputies that laughed at the owner. This is the guy. That Donald Trump pardoned. You're really not selling me on this Trump guy, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to think he's not so cool. <laughs> I don't think he's on the level. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, that's two Trumps and a lie. You know, Steven Seagal <laughs> threw a, uh, drove, a, drove a car through a house and killed a puppy. 
That was also in Arizona. <laughs> it's basically the same thing. Yeah, no, that, that that dog story, I was like, I had to read more. I'm like, that can't be. I, I Like, each one of these, I, like, I actually, I saw something that was like, these are all the stories of crazy shit, like, why he's a bag of crap. And each one linked to an article, like, primary I mean, source document. To be fair, did he know about the puppy thing when he no. burned him? Again, it wasn't Arpaio, it was the deputies. But okay, he, but he know about the story. But like, oh um, yeah, no, no, th- this was confirmed primary, the people on the scene, yes. But did the, the, Trump know? Because Trump doesn't seem like he would he well research care. a person before he just, you know. Right. Well, again, the idea, and also too, like how the process is like historically has worked is there is like a, there's like a group of people that make recommendations to the president of people that are worthy of pardon. Hmm. He reviews he or she reviews them, <laughs> um, and then makes a determination based on whatever criteria they want that this person is deserving of a pardon. So, if there was actually that process in place, this would never have gotten there because they're like, ah, yeah. But he seems to have Trump's main sort of uh, go-to move is sort of like stoking white grievance. Like this idea that like white people are being oppressed by like the government or or darkies, whatever. Uh, Or, you know, hey, there's an athlete kneeling um, at the national anthem. And they're saying specifically, this has nothing to do with the flag. This has everything to do with... Uh, police violence and, and and unarmed you know unarmed black people being killed at store you know at crazy high numbers we're sort of protesting the fact that this is still going on and not enough is being done to resolve it and they go why are you disrespecting the troops <laughs> like we're not disrespecting the troops and like well you're kneeling like well the one guy who started this used to sit he's basically like his whole thing was he's like I'm not going to stand for the national anthem while this stuff is going on like basically as a protest, like we need to recognize this country. If we're going to stand up and be proud for this country, we have to recognize that this stuff is going on. And in order for us to be proud of this country, we have to address right. these things. Right. Then he did that a couple of times, got attention and said, this is why I'm doing it. I'm not trying to big a huge attention to myself, but this is why I'm doing it. Right. And then he talked to a Navy SEAL Marine, former Marine uh, football player who was a former Marine and asked him, Hey, I want to make sure I don't want anyone to interpret me as disrespecting the flag, your service, troops, whatever. What is a way that I can do to continue what I'm doing with while showing respect? Well, to making clear to you guys, I'm I, I'm showing you guys respect. And the guy actually said, if you kneel, that is something that the um, the military will recognize as you're kneeling. Every you take a knee to pray, you take a knee to um, grieve, you mm-hmm. take a knee to mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, he's like, if you take a knee, like. You know that that is that is a way to to do it like where you know you're not you're not disregarding what the flag represents. You're just you're you're making a statement. And he's like, okay. So he started kneeling. Like, why disrespecting troops? And like, I talked to a troop, and he said, this is what I should do. Yeah. And then so like this is all escalated. And the only reason he's making a big deal of this is because his poll numbers are in the 30s. <laughs> so like, what else has he got? And he's like, oh, I'll just do this, and I'll poke this over here. And just because he hasn't passed any legislation, there's no border wall. Mm. He didn't. They failed multiple times repealing Obamacare. Tax reform is going down the toilet right mm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything that he said he was going to do and that he hasn't done, all he can do is he can do the Muslim ban because it's an executive order. And as long as it, it passes through a court, 
as long as a court can't overturn it, then they're fine. Hmm. But like anything where he has to like work with like anybody to change a law, like it's fucking, it's an abomination. Yeah. So like he can't get done the things he said he was going to get done. So all he can do is go, yeah, but I stuck it to these people. And that's kind of his whole strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And the really scary shit is all the North Korea crap because there's like North Korea is escalating their whole nuclear thing. And really there's like two options. There's diplomacy where you negotiate with them and say, if you do this, we'll give you this or we'll, we'll do something harder and we'll let it go if you agree to these terms or go in there militarily. And he keeps undercutting all the di- diplomatic options, like undercutting Rex, the secretary of state. Yeah. Secretary of state revealed said in a meeting with like a bunch of cabinet officials that Trump is a fucking moron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when they, when he was asked it, after the report came out and he was asked about it, he goes, he like he asked a bunch of other stuff and he was like, no, that's stupid. Like whatever. They said, is it true that you called him uh, Trump a moron? And he goes, I'm not going to dignify that silly stuff with an answer. Like, <laughs> well, you sure felt fine denying everything else. Just not this thing. So, yeah. so there is, unfortunately, there's a lot of evidence that he seems to like trying to be provoking North Korea to do something <laughs> because yeah, this like, is, yeah, I don't know. Like part, part of me, like, look, I understand like the history that North Korea has and I understand, I understand the, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shit in that country and there's a lot of, uh, and there's a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Starving people? Uh, yeah, starving people. <laughs> uh, no, um, um, propaganda and stuff like that against yeah. the U.S. And, uh, you know, everything is just like anti-everyone else. We're the best. And brainwashing of the population and stuff. And, like, part of me is going, well, look, how much of what they're saying about, like, their tests and what they're capable of is actually real? Yeah, But the other part yeah. of me is like... Why are you even fucking engaging in any sort of dialogue with this lunatic? <laughs> yeah, because let them do their thing. Stop stoking the flames. Part of the you issue, know? yeah, you're so just you're, making well, it worse. Like his whole thing is like every you know every other president like hasn't dealt with North Korea. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. It's like every other president hasn't dealt with North Korea, so I'm going to deal with them, which yeah, I kind of am looking forward to. <laughs> yeah, so we, so we can we can pretend like we're uh, we're it's playing like a big out, pimple except it's that real. like it's just been like getting bigger. So like yeah. eventually something have to deal with that. Yeah, because yeah, like part of it, part of the issue is that um, yeah. So like the the evidence about uh, the like the testing and the rockets and being yeah. successful doesn't isn't actually coming from North Korea. It's coming from like South Korea and China intelligence, right? And part of it is they're actually. They're through seismographs stuff that would register earthquakes. Okay. They know when they get a register of like a certain sh- like rumble effectively, yeah. and it's there's no other earthquake activity in the area. They like they know what that is. Okay. So basically, based on that, they know that they're setting off weapons, and the one missile shot over Japan. Yeah. Which again, I would feel like uh, Japan s- step the fuck up. <laughs> you yeah. guys are in, in 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 a lot of peril. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so also, okay. this isn't isn't North Korea saying we've successfully tested this and we can you know destroy you. This is other independent people that like like that know that. Doesn't Japan scenario. not have a military though? I think if you're uh, if you have a crazy neighbor who's shooting uh, ICBMs over your over your head. Well, I, yeah, but I mean, like you can't just make a military appear. I thought they literally don't have a military. I no, they have something. They I, have like a like a small like defense force, but they don't have like they have they're something. not going to like go to war in North Korea. Oh, that I didn't know. After World War II, they gave up their military. Wow. 
Parents. I don't. I actually don't even know that. So I don't know what they I are assume. now, but mm. for a mm. while they had they had just like they had. I don't forget yeah. what they call it, but I don't yeah, know. There's if they could do so anything. much of history that I don't know. That's sad. They freaking needed to. Like, no, seriously, like that. I feel like I should know that. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So, uh, but one of the things you brought up, like, oh, like, was he doing? So there, there is actually a theory. It's called the Madman Theory. Oh. <laughs> where the idea well, is tell us more about that one because <laughs> so the <laughs> idea the idea being is that if the rest of the world thinks you are a nut job who will actually set off nukes because the whole idea is everyone has nukes because no one's going to set off nukes because mm-hmm. if one person sets off a nuke we're all mutually assured destruction we all the the, the world is destroyed yeah so no one's going to do it but if someone's crazy enough to actually do it then all of a sudden the game of chicken becomes real mm. and it's no longer, we're not, we're not playing games. This is a person like we got to talk them off the ledge. They're going to do it. Mm. And so for a while, like the belief was that, well, Kim Jong, the whole North Korea strategy is we get a nuke and we make people really believe we will set off the nuke. And it may be true because they can't hold on to that peninsula. They can't hold on to their territory um, unless they have the threat of nuclear weapons. And I, I don't actually blame them because would happen when Syria or Lebanon, one of those two, um, they were developing nukes and basically negotiated with the U.S. and the rest of the world, mostly led by the U.S., gave up their nukes, and within a couple of years, their regime was toppled. And, like, Muammar Gaddafi was, like, dragged out in the streets and, like, mm. brutally killed. Like, you can see it on, on in the internet. Oh, yeah, they raped his ass with a knife. Yeah, like, brutally killed. Huh. So... If you're anyone else and you're like, I have nukes, and the U.S. is going, hey, give up your nukes, we'll be nice to you, and you'll, you'll be totally fine if you give up your nukes and we'll protect you. Like, I don't believe you for a goddamn second. Mm. So, like, I, I for them, as self-preservation, I understand why they want to pursue nukes. But so the, the, the other problem is that, okay, you can have a the madman on the side of the little guy, but the big guy that has all the stuff, that's a little bit more treacherous. And so the idea being is if you have someone who's, plays the madman part for the US mm-hmm. then all of a sudden everybody else goes okay what do we need to do to de-escalate this because this may get real mm-hmm. and that's the idea is that you pretend to be a psycho and um, so pretend? right and that, that's, that's part of the issue is that yeah. people think like oh well, maybe he's just playing the you know it's he's playing the madman and you're like but the rest of the people around them who keep leaking stuff are like, no, he's fucking insane uh, he doesn't understand the gravity yeah. of the decisions he's making um there's a senator from Tennessee mm-hmm. named Bob Corker who's not running for re-election in 2018, mm-hmm. which he was originally going to, but announced he's retiring. He's a winemaker, isn't he? <laughs> oh, boo. Oh, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> he actually, now that all of a sudden, now that he's not running for re-election, on camera is referring to the White House as an adult daycare. I saw, yeah, uh, I yeah. saw that quote. Yeah. And he is, he is going, at, he's basically saying like there are, there you know, there's adults surrounding that have to make sure to kind of keep the world from chaos. Mm. And the irony is that like someone in Trump's staff said like, Oh, that's not what he, Oh, it's interesting. He changes his tune once he's not running for reelection. And I'm like, that's kind of an indictment of you because now that he has no political pressure to stick with you, he's kind of like, feel free to be honest. Mm. And now he's calling you guys an adult daycare. Yeah, Um, Yeah. So the problem is, yeah, this whole like, Oh, Trump's playing a game. It's like, is he though? <laughs> right. And the whole idea yeah. is like, oh, he's he's just posturing and he'll do this. I'm like, okay, what if he's wrong? And so like the whole idea is most of the people wouldn't want to play that game because like, oh, if I'm wrong, 
the world could be over. That's, that's a lot on my shoulders. So yeah. I'm not going to do that. So, um, yeah, but I, I don't, I don't know if he really, he thinks past, oh, well, we got to win the 2018 midterms or else they're going to impeach me. So I'm going to, I'm going to act tough. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd much rather not have to live like real life fallout. <laughs> you know, I mean, we would have vats, so that's cool. Move to Switzerland. You could move to Switzerland. I'm extremely impressed with that country. They are literally real life fallout. They have enough fallout shelters for 110% of their population. <laughs> That's impressive. Like half of their country is just shelters. <laughs> it's that country of doomsday preppers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta remember that show? Yes, Jeez. I do. Is it still on? I have no idea. The, 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 old, the old doomsday I think prep? so. Yeah. I, he- I still hear stuff about yeah. it. Yeah. My favorite part about that was like most of the time it was like the husband or whatever. Yeah. And you could tell the wife was not on board at all. He was <laughs> like, oh, I'm doing this for my family. And she'd kind of be like, yeah, you know, he's... All right, uh, Gerald. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's spent uh, some uh, some of our money on this. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, you could say he's looking out in our best interests, but... <sighs> like, <laughs> yeah. it's my favorite part about that show. Not, not like seeing like the cool. I'm like the opposite of a doomsday prepper. Like, if there's gonna be a nuke, if they were like, yeah, they're dropping nukes on us, I'd be the first one like on my roof. <laughs> for it. Just, like, I don't want to live in this shit. <laughs> Barely want to live in this world. Why am I gonna live? Would in you now? be shaking your fist at it like an 80 year old man? Why I oughta? That's because that's that's what I think would have been the more interesting um, thought experiments with watching like The Walking Dead. Yeah. Is it worth the fight? No. Because mm. if it doesn't seem like the, the world is, if it doesn't seem like the world is coming back. Yeah. And we are just descending into At least worse not within your lifetime. Right. As you like the world's not yeah. coming back. Like, and you're just constantly living in fear and you're just always having to like fight for like resources. Yeah. And, and, like, and yeah. And you're always having to worry about like, um, being tortured by like a crazy, like, a, a, a gang of marauders, <laughs> yeah. a guy with a bat with spikes on it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I might get my head bashed in. And like, at some point, you're like, what am I fighting for? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, that's actually, I thought to my as I as I've gone along watching Walking Dead, and I'm still one of the people still in. I, I've not read <laughs> one of the comic books, but I'm just in on the show. Yeah. I, I, the more I the watch it, it, it gets more depressing. I'm like, yeah, no, I would stop fighting. Do they ever go into that on that Doomsday? I've never watched it. They ever go into that show where they're like. They explain like their their whole bunker and everything they have and all the food and everything and then they ask, but then what? What are you gonna do on oh, Doomsday Preppers? You mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's like what? What about there. when that runs out or when like you want to leave the bunker? Then what? Did they ever get into that? I don't know. I don't really. Yeah, watch and I, I've seen. Does it just end at look at my cool bunker? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, like, I I, I never got past a couple episodes of it because I you yeah. know I can't stand TV. But, like <laughs> it. Uh, some of the scenarios were always like the most interesting part too. Like you know, you have the obvious ones like nuclear war and zombie apocalypse and shit. Right? Yes, obvious. Obvious how it could become a zombie apocalypse. Obviously, yeah. Obvious you know? how every zombie story skips the part where the whole world crumbles to zombies. <laughs> I mean, the last season, of The Walking Dead is just wa- zombies walking around because they finally won. They've taken over everything, yeah. and there's no story, there's no plot. It's just with zombies walking around. <laughs> Yeah. Like that's <laughs> somehow. Well, shit, what do we do now, guys? <laughs> like, oh, there's no more In humans. Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't fallen apart yet. Yeah. Jesus. I, but like, I don't know. I, the, the 
possibility of uh, a future like that, um, there's a sick part of my brain that thinks that it's somewhat exciting. Like, huh? Yeah, we yeah. get to start over. Yeah, you know, we we start over. I get I get to. Drive we still a, have all our knowledge and technology and stuff, but we get to start over, and there's way less people. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I mean, I've been complaining about the. I'm like Bill Burr. I complain about the population problem all the time. Every fucking morning, what you have a six minute commute. I got to fucking drive. <laughs> now we can legalize weed. Finally, <laughs> finally, finally. By yeah. the way, I can make it to work in forty minutes. This is amazing. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Kill the, more of them. It only takes me two hours to get to Long Island now. Speaking. Of, speaking of politics and weed, we're, uh, New Jersey's probably going to have legal weed by in 2018. I've been saying uh, it. I'm Kim so Guana Gana 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 is not going to be governor. <laughs> She's not going to. But yeah, so basically, yeah, the, the, yeah, the 2018 is what the we're looking at. Murphy yeah. dude, he's going to win. And there's already like, but it, you don't know because the Democrats like passed the bill and knowing that Christie was going to turn They're it down. They're smart enough to know that it's basically only in our best interest at this point. But the fact yeah. that every single Democratic governor is in favor of some form of legalization. Yeah, of course. It seems to be like, okay, it's happening. Because yeah. now there's the... Before there was multi-billion dollar industries lobbying against it, like alcohol industry and pharmaceuticals. Now that so many states have legalized it and Canada is about to legalize it nationally in July, there's a multi-billion dollar industry lobbying for it. So nothing's changed. It's still just corruption and money, and you yeah, know. But yeah. now there's an industry lobbying for it. So now, of course, it's going to become acceptable to the Democrats. Mm. <laughs> I know I've probably talked about this before, and possibly even on this podcast. But have you seen the, the Vice documentary about like um, how the dispensaries in Cal- in Colorado deal with like money? Yeah, and just put it in safes. <laughs> yeah, because you because banks because still federally and Bitcoin. They, oh, because they can't take like they can't, the drug banks money or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. considered money laundering. So banks yeah. won't take mo- the deposits from dispensaries. So yeah. the dispensaries are all cash because credit card companies won't work with them. Yeah. Yep, yeah. It's all cash. And so at the end of the day, they have like tens of thousand dollars of cash. And what they have to do is. Because they they're ripe for like a mugging. Yeah, you can't just have a guy who throws in like in a sack, yeah. in like a duffel bag, and, and, <laughs> with and, a big dollar sign on it. <laughs> so they they're have still like doing a billion dollars in sales cash only. They That's so incredible. they'll actually have like military contractors come there. Yeah, they'll have this. They'll get in and they'll take the money and they'll go into cars and they'll switch up and and basically like three card money the cars yeah. and how they go and they'll go to different drop off points where they'll store the yeah, money. Yeah, just goes a big Scrooge McDuck vault. But like, but they asked him. They asked him like, so what's the end game? Like, you keep you you keep putting money in here and like, but what are you gonna do? Like, we don't know. Wow. We just don't know what to do with the money now, yeah. so we're trying. We're they're, just trying to keep it safe until it's one of the things that's that's uh, increasing the value of Bitcoin. They're starting to work with Bitcoin. Wow! So it's it's like actual like like drug money drop offs. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, except kind like, of legal. Though. Like, yeah, yeah. This, this is the trap house. It's legal, depending crazy. on your political affiliation. Yeah. I, I heard somewhere too that like like uh, growers and stuff too, like they're having trouble with power companies or whatever because they're like, oh, we, we can't supply electricity and utilities to like people that make substances. Yeah, it's it's like we we have a really like, weird this whole yeah like the, all these weird which is, rules which is funny because typically Republicans are about quote federalism where it's like the states you know states decide the federal government should get out of the way. I'm like okay, all these states are legalizing weed, so let's let's get the federal government like what no that's <laughs> drugs like no the federal government needs to cry. and so at least when Obama was there like they basically said 
we don't have the ability, we don't have the like political ability because Republicans were in, in the, the House, whatever, yeah. to actually change the law to change how weed is scheduled, but basically directed the um, Justice Department to basically do not prosecute drug case, you know, just do not, do not basically go after dispensaries in states where it's legal. Mm-hmm. So like de facto decriminalization. Yeah. And then as soon as Trump came back in, right back on. Yeah. <laughs> Cause Jeff Sessions believes in two things, uh, cracking down on drugs and suppressing black people. From voting. <laughs> I think is, Trump is safer for, uh, for reelection. I think that's his, that's his, uh, I, I'm, his ace in the hole for real. I'm becoming more and more. Because why else would he not be dealing with it by now? I'm becoming more of the mindset that I don't. I don't know how we make it four years. I really don't. You know, but people have been saying that since he started. I know, and it's been not like ten months, and it's it's gotten to the point where I thought like it would be at least a couple of years before we got to this point where he's like possibly stoking nuclear war. Yeah, because he's unpopular and has no legislative accomplishments and is trying to avoid getting, you know, <clears throat> the house flipping to Democrats. Cause then it's immediate impeachment. Yeah. He won't get, he won't get convicted in the Senate and booted out, but they'll just keep constantly impeach him because basically he's, there's like, you can pick one of 30 things, but like that, the fact that his son-in-law and his daughter have security clearances is kind of insane because it's known that they've lied on the form mm. that suppo- is supposed to be. If you if you lie in that form, it's a f- it's perjury, which is a felony. So like it is serious. Like it is you get law- like like I've heard people that have had gone through it like tell stories like no, you get a lawyer and the, he comes through it and basically they go over they stress to you like you will be a felon if any of this is not true or you've not left anything out, and like they really stress like are you sure there's nothing else? Wow. And these guys, like, you know, don't disclose meeting with Russians. <laughs> and um, they made a whole campaign about the private email server. Meanwhile, during the transition, uh, Jared and Ivanka set up a private email server in the Trump organization servers. Mm. Like, I like I can't even comprehend how hypo- – not hypocritical. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I just can't comprehend, like – this this isn't even a story because there's yeah. way there's way more there's bigger shit we got to deal yeah. with, but like the fact that like people are like like resigning en masse and saying like he doesn't respect the lo- the rule of law and I can no longer serve in this administration because of what I'm being asked to do mm-hmm. and people are like yeah yeah, yeah it's okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay yeah, yeah get in line yeah I get it yeah yeah he's crazy I get it <laughs> like no he's this is unprecedented so. yeah yep so I, I I don't know how we make it yeah. Yeah, Maybe we will. Maybe we will. <laughs> Maybe we'll be dead in a week. Who knows? I think in three years you're going to change your mind. You're going to vote for Trump. That's what I think. <laughs> I'm calling it now. Only if like, like you understand who would have to run it. It would have to be like Al Sharpton or somebody like somebody that, <laughs> like someone who's that much of like a like Ronald Reagan you, again. <laughs> <laughs> like like Ronald his corpse. <laughs> No, just something that spits out Ronald Reagan quotes. I think Reagan bot. I think I can get behind <laughs> Reagan bot. Yeah, it's like a Twitter. It's a Twitter bot. Just, just cranks out quotes. Yes. No, like literally, you have to be someone like Al Sharpton in that point and be like, uh, "Oh, this is tough." <laughs> yeah. Like, Between a rock and a hard place here. <laughs> yeah, but what makes me worried is that, like, when you're in a situation like this, where you're going to have a, a a divisive guy like Trump. You're going to have a challenger from the Democratic, the, the left side, and then a challenger from the, quote, the right, who's super conservative. 
And I don't know how he's, he doesn't have a great, he doesn't have wide support, but he's got a strong little support. That's like 30, 40% of the country. And if the other people start splitting their votes, that's enough for him to keep it. And that's scary. (laughs) But so like, it's just sort of, eh, we all got to get behind whoever that person is. We got to, we got to get behind them and just, just end this madness. But Larry David. I'd vote for him. Yeah. Larry David for president. All right, guys, as we wrap up, we have one final sponsor uh, for eBasement. This uh, this episode is brought to you by Bananas. Bananas, the banana guaranteed to ripen tomorrow. That's a good one. (laughs) I appreciate it. Hey. Respect. Respect. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, That's... That's that's nice. Ah, that's good stuff. <laughs> I bet you stayed up all weekend writing that one. No, I've actually I'm in a new job, and you would think, oh, you must be really busy. And the answer is, no, I'm not. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm actually clamoring to try to find things for me to do, and and uh, yeah. So so I, I collect crazy shit our president says, and then occasionally make up sponsors. I haven't even had that much to drink. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Oh my god. Wow, it's it's what day is it? <laughs> it's only Tuesday. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> All right. In uh, any case. <laughs> a- any hooser. Um, yeah, so we'll release this sometime. We recorded something else here, too. So we probably won't release them back to, like, right at the same time. We'll stagger them a little bit. You know, spread out the content, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we can't be hitting them uh, all at once like we've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what will they do with their week? They're like, ha, ah, I have so much e-basement to listen to. <laughs> slow down the economy. Too many people listen to us. <laughs> we'll be the next target. We're generating business with our sponsors. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> oh god! All right, I just cut my mic off because I'm gonna keep fucking laughing at this. All right, for Ryan and Austin, this is Brendan. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you again sometime. <laughs> Talk to you, Bonnie. Thanks for nothing. <laughs>